Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. All right, here we go again. Thank you. Welcome. We're so delighted and glad that you folks have joined us today. I'm here today with Rich Barron. I'm Michael Bailey, and we are Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. We are Mainline Leadership. And we're going to be talking today about um, something uh, about styles of uh, leadership. Particularly, in particular, we're going to talk about strategic thinking, strategic leaders. That's what we're going to be looking at. What There are nine different styles or kinds of leadership. And we're going around and we're talking about some of these, you know, from time to time. This one will be about strategic leaders, strategic thinking. So let's start here. What is it we know about strategic leaders, Rich? They are referred to as the entertainer. They're part of the feeling triad. When you look at an Enneagram, they're really part of that, the feeling triad. So, and these are the ones that really, uh, the symbols, symbolism. And the symbols of who they are, uh, wealth, prestige, whatever, success, is their reality. That's what they're about. Yeah. Looking good. They're yep. about images. They want to look right. They want to dress right. They want to have their hair just so. They want to make sure they're wearing the latest fashions, right? So that they come across as, I am a winner. In fact, the way they think of themselves in the dating game and the marriage game is, I am a catch. If you yep. catch me, you have got quite a catch. That's yeah. what Absolutely. You know, that they need that to reinforce their self-concept. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so so much of the and they they can be, let's talk about the positive things here. They can yeah. be very hard workers. I mean, they can be, you know get to the point where they're become workaholics, but they're very dedicated to success. Success, succeeding, winning is a big deal to them. Uh, yes. Conversely, uh, th- what they fear is the fear of failure. They feel they fear becoming worthless and just they don't have anything because they're not being successful. So right. they always feel like they've got to put something forth to show their success. The next thing they're doing. That's why you see a lot of entertainers are always announcing my next record, my next movie, the next thing I'm going to do, the next show they're doing. So it's like, here it comes. Here it comes. Here's my next one. It's almost kind of like they're addicted to success when they're not so great. But we we are attracted to them. They can be real charmers. You know what I mean? On one hand, yeah. they can be a charmers. They can be achievers, and they and they can also present a very professional, uh, you know, who they are. The very professional presentation. That they're really good at that kind of stuff. And so, in some ways, the entertainers there's there's this sense of a bit of the glitter 
Yeah. The glitz, you know, the bit of the shine. <laughs> well, you know, from the outwards appearances, they want everybody to think I've made it. Yeah. And I've made it. And a lot of people see this and they want to be, they, they embody who they, they, they are. They really want to be part of that, that world, part of that success because they see this person doing it. But really in, in a lot of ways, it's a facade. You know, if when they start uh, heading towards immature traits of an entertainer, they really become self-absorbed, narcissistic in, in a way. Yeah. And we'll do anything to win to keep that that image image up. So, you know, in, in a lot of ways, it becomes a facade. So what we see sometimes from the outside isn't truly who they are. Yeah. If they feel threatened and they don't like to feel threatened, nor do they like to look bad. There's kind of there's, there's this problem that they have. They won't always look good. But if they feel threatened, if they start feeling jealous towards someone, they can get angry. Yes. They can even get hostile towards that person. But since they don't like to be seen as angry or, or hostile, they kind of push those feelings away so that they're not feeling them. So as so as an entertainer becomes unhealthy or starts derailing, what they do is they, they stop feeling. They stop noticing their own feelings. They get more and more into their head about what's going on and what they got to do and all this kind of crazy stuff. So the healthy entertainer or achiever is that person that that gets what they've got to do together, their skills, their strategies, their resources to go out and do something. And then they go over and they start working with other people. The best actors, for instance, and I would say that this is because your background is in musicians. Um, the best, the best of the best are those that know how to do what they do and they do it well and they practice hard. They put a lot of time and energy into their craft. So that when they go either on the set or they go on, you know, on stage with other musicians, other actors, performers, singers, they are able to deliver. But you'll also, but that could be an unhealthy one too. But here's what, which here's what you'll hear about the people that work around them. They are the nicest people. They're really considerate. They're very thoughtful people. They, you know, they are, they ask how you doing, how is it going for you? You know, they'll, they'll actually check in and open up and be interested in others rather than only themselves so there's yes. one of the things that you can start telling you know when a healthy entertainer is achiever is that they do reach out to others they're open they're transparent and they welcome other people you know you know it's interesting you mentioned that um we've all seen the superstar bands or the superstar teams and things like that they put together with what we refer to as maybe the best of the best yeah. you know these people that really have this outward appearance, this is who I am. Um, and have you ever seen any of these superstar bands ever really make it together for long? No. You know, it's because it becomes uh, too much of a competition instead of trying to blend things together. And that's really what some this happens. If they start to feel threatened, they deteriorate into this super competitive shell. Yeah. And so when we take a look and, yeah, and you've, you've seen that and, it's, and, it's, and, you know, it's always sad because you think, look at the talent, look at the wasted talent. Yeah. And you can take those same things that you're talking about there and we can put it into the world of business. Yep. You know, leaders have got to bring into their organizations the best talent possible. 
They've got to do that in order to create the business that they must create, the culture that they must create. They've got to do that. But if they are insecure, and I've worked with one of these people before, they're insecure and they don't feel like they are the top dog, they'll start blowing out of the water anybody they see as threatening them. Now, what's sad about that is as they blow it up, they all start, they're also now starting to blow up their business. They're blowing up their people. Yeah. Because it's not just really getting rid of other leaders that they're being they felt threatened by or competitive with. It's now you're starting to blow up departments. You're starting to blow up teams. You're starting to sink the ship, you know, an area at a time because, you know, they're, you know, they're so insecure. They don't know how to handle themselves. And so that's a sad thing because they, they've got so much of that drive, the desire, the look, the feel, the ability to, to speak well, to present well. They have so many of those things, those skills down and the ability to think in strategic terms of how to win. But that little bit of jealousy, that little bit of insecurity, that can just blow the whole thing up. You know, in business, these these people really like to be in the mix, the middle of things. They like to be in the mix. They like to be around others. They like to be on a first name basis. And here's here's the thing that in business, it's it's about selling themselves first, because they know if you can buy them, if you buy who they are, then you'll buy their product. But it's very open, um, gregarious. Uh, just and that's the way they they are but they if you know that's why a lot of people who are salesmen you you know really are so outgoing and how you doing and you know slap on the back and shake hands and what's your first name and that kind of thing because if you get to trust them they know that you know it's all about them first you know and and in a lot of ways the entertainers are the guys that keep a really tight rein on their social presence hmm that's interesting. Yeah, you, yeah, they would be monitoring that. And yeah. so who is somebody that's very gregarious and charming and uh, convivial and all these wonderful social attributes and talents that they have. And so it gets into be this place of who are they going to be? And it goes back to the inner core, right? Who are they going to be? How true to their own values, true to who they really are? Because in one way, they can then open, take those talents, those abilities to open up the door for the organization, yeah. you know, for what they're doing to create a whole new level of success for everybody in the organization. So everybody is succeeding. Everybody's winning. The company is profitable. Everybody's growing. Things are happening. It's a great, great organization because they use those abilities to open up new opportunities. Yeah. On yeah. the other hand, they can go the other way. Instead of being confident and now opening, they can become a little smarmy. You know, a little slick, a little bit, you know, con artist stuff. They can start yeah. you know, putting on. And as they become disingenuous, they now create this wake of failure of, of, of relationships, of failing on deliveries and failing on, you know, making the organization work. And so as they go in this direction, they work even harder to cover it up. So it looks like, oh, that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some of the things that are going on, you know. Yeah. Well, no, no, you what you saw there, that didn't really happen. That's 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 all other thing. This is what really happened. And you know, twisting it and contorting things that were abject failures into, well, that really wasn't so bad, you know. And so there's it, it the, the great thing about it is this is is, is with the, the work that we do in with intelligent leadership development, is we help those leaders more clearly see 
who they are yeah. and who they want to become and what it's going to take, not a bunch of schmooze stuff, but a bunch of real plans and taking action on those plans to become their best. That's what that's what we do here is help people to figure out what's my greatest path, greatest benefits. Yes. To become the leader that I want to become so that I, in turn, can now become that servant leader to those that I represent, to those that I lead, to those that I work with. So there's that balance. You know, it's yeah. not all about me. It's about something greater or it can be all about me. And I've seen those people destroy companies. Yeah. And here's the interesting thing, Michael. We're, we're talking about these different uh, leadership types. You know, the, we talk about the, the inner core and how these uh, different personality traits, if you will, character, our beliefs, who we are on the inside impact that outer circle. But th those these nine traits are in every single one of us. Sure. We have all of these, these traits we, we talk about. Some are more prevalent than others. And that's why we do this, this MLEI assessment is help these people determine, our clients determine uh, who that what really is making them tick and what the, where their strengths are, where their gaps are, how to develop these, these skills that we already have, how to recognize when we're starting to derail and you know what we can do to correct that and it's it's a very very powerful lesson yeah it is it's 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 when you think about it in this way and let's apply it here to that that entertainer that strategic thinker they've got a certain number of gifts that they've been given and these are gifts these are talents that yeah. they have now what they do with those is essential to not only you know what's going on now it's also essential to a sense of legacy, yeah. you know, a legacy that you can talk about that's worth discussing where you've affected many people in positive ways throughout your life or a legacy of despair and down, you know, just going down the tubes. In both cases, the issues become of what really motivates you. So the person who wants to be successful and wants to do it you know, in ethical ways coming out of the core, they're going to lead a completely different trajectory than those people who fear failure and allow their anxieties and their worries and their doubts about themselves, their jealousy to take them down. Yeah. Now, what we do as these intelligent leader uh, de developers is that we can help them sort through those stuff, the things that they can get tangled up in the nets and the seaweed, get them untangled and get them clear about what do you want to do and why do you want to do this? And where do you want to take this? And how do you want to grow yourself? One is a path of maturity and growth and yeah. happiness. The other one is a path of immaturity, misery, and just decline. Decline. And so there may not be that kind of desperate situation that you yourself as a, as a, as a, as a leader are facing. There's going to be degrees of that, though. And the point is this, none of us realize how great we truly are because none of us can see ourselves as that great potential that is really within us. Yeah. A wise, intelligent developer of leaders can see things that you cannot. They can not only see things that are there on the surface that you maybe you know, just don't see, but they can also see deeper going, man, this person, this has got, this person's got inc incredible potential. I know how to help. 
I know how to move them from where they are to the next step, the next step, the next step to where they start getting their own momentum and really take off. That's what we really do when it gets down, when it gets down to our rich. That's right. what we are really all about. It, that is what we're really all about. Here's the thing for you leaders who, who are out there listening to us. Um, the things that Michael just pointed out, the mature traits versus the immature traits or, you know, how you, you develop these positive attributes about yourself. When we do these 360 analysis and these things and your people see you, what do they see? You know, you really need to ask yourself, what do they see as the focal point of your organization? Knowing that culture and success and development is a top-down function. What do your people see in you? What do you want them to see in you? And that's what this is all about. How do we help you see what your strengths are and how to embellish those and recognize when the gaps are starting to present themselves? Because it's it's the out, no one in, but sees your inner core but you. No one understands your inner core but you. It's what we see on the outer core, all those you know critical skills and communication and team leader skills. That's what people see you on the outside. But it's how you drive those skills from your inner core is how they see that. So, I mean, what do you want? What kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? And that's really what intelligent leadership is about. It's about you. It's about the future. It's about leaving, you know, your legacy and, and continuing to build that organization versus just me, just to here, just now. And we're going to set some goals and, and move forward. Um, there, there's a difference. There, there really is. And going forward, those companies with the new way of, of dealing with things, with the new way of people working at home, um, being unattached from, you know, the brick and mortar where you really have to develop, still continue to develop these cultural skills. How are you going to do that? That's, that's my question. What, where do you want to be, you know, a year from now, two years from now? Where do you want to be? Do you want to be in the same place, struggling to understand where you are as leader and how you're going to build your culture and your legacy? Or do you want to have some serious skills in your tool belt that we can help provide for these, these leaders that want to, to progress and go forward. Right. And, and the other part of this is, is this, what value would it be to you if you had somebody who's been there and done that, that knows how to develop those particular set of skills that you have, those particular set of talents and traits that you have as a leader who's been there, worked with other people, knows how to get that going, how to, how to get that growth happening, and who is on your side and who will hold you accountable for the work that you said you would do and how well you would do it. We all need a little bit of pushing. None of us, very few of us are really, really good at pushing ourselves on our own. We all get kind of comfortable in our comfort zone. So we need somebody who pushing us and holding us accountable. We know that some of the best teachers you ever have in your life are those that just pushed you a little bit more, demanded a little bit more, didn't let you get away with just getting by, right? Okay. Yeah. All right, Rich, we're wrapping up here. Take us home. Hey, once again, thank you for joining us on Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. And a big shout out to all those who are out there listening to us uh, today, Sydney, Australia. Uh, those those folks in Sydney, Australia, who've been uh, downloading our, our podcast recently, we appreciate your 
everything you're doing and we appreciate your support. And once again, everybody, uh, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Uh, you can get a hold of us, mainlineleadersactilec.com. Go on there, schedule some time with us. Let's talk. Let's let's just sit down and talk and, and get to know each other. Once again, have a great day. Thank you. Take care and be safe. All the best. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.